thump of my heartbeat echoed in my ears. He lit a match. Long, elegant fingers cupped the flame to a face. Dirt clung to the skin beneath one of his nails. The flame illuminated a pair of lush lips, the kind that could suck a grapefruit dry from across the room. I caught a glimpse of his face. It belonged to a man who'd grown up with me in the Ukrainian-American community in Hartford. I hadn't seen him since graduating high school, but I'd heard stories about him. Everyone in the community had heard the stories. The Bad Seed, the most handsome first-generation Ukrainian-American boy, the one mothers and their daughters had dreamed about until he revealed himself to be a true sociopath. This one didn't hide his tendencies. There'd been arrests for a string of burglaries, illegal weapons possession, even rumors he was the lead suspect in two drug-related murders in Hartford. People spoke in whispers about him at church, that he'd gotten involved with the wrong crowd, lived on the edge of society. Outwardly, the community distanced itself from him. Secretly, however, many of the seniors enjoyed some schadenfreude at the expense of his parents, for he created the illusion that their own dysfunctional first-generation kids were normal. Dim lights came to life in the ceiling, recessed lights, bright, brighter, full power, Donnie Angel sat facing me in one of two captain's chairs. In full light, he still resembled the boy I'd grown up with, but time had been unkind to him. His lush cheeks had turned hollow. His jacket hung loosely on his formerly broad shoulders, with a slight paunch pressed against his belt. As his midsection had thickened, his hair had thinned. Gone was most of the rock star mane so many girls had dreamed of running their hands through someone once told me that spouses begin to look like each other over time. I'd never believed it, but now I wasn't so sure. Donnie Angel was evidence the theory might be true. If a man was married to his job, and his job was crime. He wore a blue blazer with gold buttons, natty gray slacks, and black track shoes with white stripes. His eyes lit up when he saw that I recognized him. His lips stretched wide, it was a smile as spontaneous and genuine as the pile of shit I'd stepped in was deep. His teeth were still white and perfect. He could still smile. My God, could he smile? You look great, Nadia, he said. Just great. Someone told me they seen you at the funeral. Said you lost weight. Not that it didn't look good on you. You always had a cute face for a smart girl. You know what I mean? So how you been? I could tell he was serious. He meant what he said, that I looked good for a smart girl, and what he didn't say, that in some sick way he was happy to see me, even though he'd kidnapped me and made it perfectly clear that he was going to hurt me, that he was compelled to hurt me, presumably for something I'd done. I wasn't particularly happy to see him, which meant I had to lie. I had to pretend to be cool, even if I was petrified on the inside. I've been good, Donnie. Real good. My voice sounded unsteady. I prayed he couldn't tell. I nodded at his blazer, its gold buttons to be specific. Nice jacket. You look like you just got off the yacht in Newport. Free Enterprise agrees with you. I gave him a once-over and forced a smile of my own. Have you been? Oh, I think you're looking at it. He gestured toward an assortment of decanters partially filled with liquor. How about a drink? A drink? I got some champagne in the fridge. French stuff in a bottle with flowers on it. 
I got a case of it from a guy who got it from the guy. Been saving this bottle for a special occasion. I couldn't believe he was acting as though we'd stumbled into each other at the Ukrainian National Homes Bar. There had been a time when the thought of Donnie Angel pulling out a bottle of champagne for me would have been the highlight of my life. Now, given the circumstances, it terrified me. Donnie, I said, why am I here? He stood up and walked over to a small refrigerator in the corner of the van. Beside it, a side table was covered with a white sheet. A glint at his feet caught my eye. I glanced at the floor and realized his athletic shoes had metal spikes attached to the bottom, the kind worn by golfers and track and field athletes. I tried to conjure various reasons why a sane man would wear spikes, but couldn't think of one. Then I tried to think of some reasons why an insane one would wear them during an interrogation, and could think of only one. Bile rose up my throat.